This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. It was the last day of summer camp, and I was a staff member. So my job and my duty was to make sure that these campers had an exceptional experience. Now, even more importantly, I was working at a camp for young people who had different diseases and disabilities. So different camps were funded by different hospitals, sponsored by these different hospitals. And so some of these campers were very ill. And, and legitimately, at, at many of these camps, you would have campers who were unable to return that next year because they had passed away. So it was the last day, and I had the important job of getting a movie to play. This was a movie that some of the campers had been working on the entire week. So we had put together this movie. There's some fantastic actors. And... Um, I had put everything together, but I had forgot to bring the cable for the camera. So we had like edited everything together, I think, and we were somehow playing it through the, the video camera. And I needed this cable. And it was it was like five minutes before we were supposed to show their uh, movie that they had created. And I didn't have the cable. So I knew that this was as as important as it got. I mean, to me at my core, I was like, I have to find that cable and as quickly as possible. So I grabbed my keys and I hopped into a gator. There's a little four by four, you know, thing. And uh, hopped into the gator and I took off. Now the gators, uh, these little four by fours that we used, they had, um, they had a little governor limiter on them so that you, you couldn't go super fast in them but you could still go decently fast and at the start of camp they had trained us on the importance of not going too fast with the gators because you can hit somebody or run into something and it's just not safe so you needed to maintain you know a very uh, slow speed for everyone's safety you know a lot of people running around at camp and it was also at night and of course at night, you know, it's a lot harder to see. So, you know, this was in the evening, they're having their evening celebration. Everybody was going home the next morning at like 8.30 or nine. So I tore off in this gator looking for the cable and um, it wasn't too long before, uh, I think I, I may have been coming back actually, um, when the camp director approached me and he said, uh, hey, where were you going in such a hurry? And uh, I explained the situation and he was very gracious and he said, um, you know, that that is important and, and I'm, I'm glad that you, you know, care. But he said, you still need to maintain a slow speed because somebody could get hurt. And that experience and, and that moment, and, and I don't remember his exact words, but that really is the gist of what he said to me. I just remember how gentle and gracious he was with me because he could have been really harsh because it was in our handbook and we'd been trained on it that you were not supposed to be driving like a maniac. And I was, I mean, I had the pedal to the metal. I was going as fast as I could because it was important and I was on an important mission and I had to get this cable. That's what I was thinking in, in my head, right? So today what I want to share with you is, and I want to offer you this freedom, the freedom that the camp director offered me that day. I don't think he knew that he was offering me this freedom, but he did. 
and I'm thankful for it. It's the freedom from uh, needing to look like you're stressed, needing to look like you're frantic, and needing to look like you're scrambling and working so hard and, and just exhausted to prove to other people that you care. Now hear me on this because I know that there is somebody and probably more than just one somebody out there who desperately needs to hear this message. There are so many people in our world today who are stressing themselves out to show the world or their boss or their employer uh, or their employer, <laughs> employer and boss, kind of the same, you know, their, their spouse or their family. They are stressing themselves out to show the world and everyone around them how much they care. Look at me, world. I care so much. I care so much that I'm sacrificing my time with my family. Do you see me? Do you see me in the office at 6 a.m. and out the door at 7 p.m.? every single day and some of you just heard that and you said wow sounds like short hours <laughs> how many people are stressing themselves out in order to show the world that they care let me tell you friends you do not have anything to prove to anybody and the only person you're hurting is yourself no I want to correct that that's not true you are hurting yourself and you could potentially be hurting other people. That's the truth. And really that, you know, that goes back to my story with the four by four. Because I could have been injured by being reckless and driving too fast in the dark, but I could have hurt somebody else as well. Um, and so when you are stressing yourself out, working long hours, uh, becoming exhausted to, to prove to somebody or to prove to the world or society that you care. You are just hurting yourself and you could be hurting other people as well. Can I offer you some freedom today? I mean, if you can receive it, please take it. You don't have to do that anymore. Not for another day. Friend, it's going to give you a heart attack. Do you realize that it will kill you? Do you realize how dangerous stress really is? One of the books I read earlier this year was Thrive by Ariana Huffington, um, creator of the Huffington Post. Her story is absolutely terrifying. She was a workaholic to the max. And she hadn't slept in a very long time. She was working very long hours. She went home and she collapsed from exhaustion and hit her head on the corner of her home desk so hard that she was bleeding all over her home office floor. And uh, I believe it was her husband or significant other thankfully was there and found her, called the ambulance and saved her life. Do you realize that if that person had not been there, she would have died on her home office floor. From what? From exhaustion, from working these long hours, from buying into the idea that if you care, you have to work these ridiculous hours. Friends, that is complete garbage. If you really care about your work, about the organizations you're a part of, about your family and your relationships, your friends, the world, 
then the worst thing you can do is work yourself into a casket. Are you hearing me today? The worst thing you can do is work yourself. And even worse, as I said, there is potential there that you hurt other people, whether it's just hurting other people by your passing, or, I mean, what if Ariana Huffington had passed out while while driving her car? I don't know if she drives cars or if she has, <laughs> typically has transportation driven for her, but the point remains. If you're working these ridiculous hours and you're then getting into a car, they have shown scientifically that lack of sleep after a certain amount of hours that you've lost, lack of sleep inebriates you the same as, um, I think it was in the state of New York, I can't remember what state it was done, but as the, as the, the, um, the you're, you're above the, the limit for your blood alcohol level, or that's how you're acting, as if you are drunk. Okay, it is just as dangerous for you to be out there exhausting yourself and then hopping onto the highway with a ton of other people, right? So I wanna give you this freedom. You don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to stir yourself up because it's not fake. I'm not saying that you're faking it. The agitation and the, um, what's, what's the word? The agitation and the, the manner in which you're working yourself up is legitimate. I know that, okay? But let me tell you this. It's not worth it, and you don't have to do it anymore. And I hope that you can embrace this. I really do. Because I just think about where I would be today if I hadn't embraced this message, or if the camp director hadn't approached me. And again, I don't think he had any idea. I mean, to him, he's probably just doing his job, just reprimanding a, a staff member, but he did it with such grace and tact that it was a life lesson because I stopped and I said, why am I behaving like this? When I know the rules and I know that I'm not supposed to be driving that fast, why do I feel like it's okay to break them, to put other people at risk, including myself, you know? And I came to realize, and this may be true for you as well, I came to realize that early on when I was a young man, I had been around a particular person who had made me feel like in order for them to know that I cared, I had to get whipped into a frenzy. If I wasn't running around, stressed out, letting everybody know how concerned I was, verbally and otherwise, if I wasn't doing that, then they didn't feel like I cared. And I wanted them to know that I genuinely cared. And so I started acting. At a very young age, I started acting like I cared. But as I got older, I started doing it unconsciously. It was no longer a choice. It was something that I realized I was doing because I had, I had programmed myself to do it. And that's exactly what happened that night when I tore off in the four-wheeler, is I was acting out of a programming that I had set in place for myself years ago as a result of an experience with an individual who had made me feel like I had to respond that way. And of course I didn't, okay? It wasn't their fault. Uh, you know, so many times we blame other people. Okay, but that wasn't their fault. I came to this conclusion and I internalized this belief that in order for them to know that I really cared, that is how I had to act. And today, I, you know, I still struggle a little bit with this. Um, 
you know, I want other people to know that I care, but I've come to realize there's no way for me to actually make people know that I care. I can do all the acting in the world. I can do all of the things that society and culture, you know, tell us we should do in a particular situation uh, when we are concerned or when we do care about something. It doesn't mean that they're going to pick up what I'm putting down. It doesn't mean that they're going to buy what I'm selling. You hear what I'm saying? We have no control over how other people are going to interpret our behavior. So I can be the most caring person in the world and I can act peaceful, joyful, calm, blissed out to the max. And yes, some people will look and say, hmm, I don't think you're working hard enough. It's your choice if you're going to buy into that standard, okay? Is the standard of working hard that you have to be stressed out, that you have to be exhausted, that you have to be sacrificing time with your family? Boy, I tell you what, I'm a high school teacher and I know a whole lot of teachers who feel this way. They think that a good teacher has to sacrifice. A good teacher has to take time away from their family. A good teacher has to work those non-contract hours. Friends, I'm just here to tell you the truth. You don't. You, you, you don't. <laughs> you don't have to do that for any employer. And you say, Cody, what if I embrace what you're telling me? And I get some nasty looks. What if my colleagues then think I don't care? Worse yet, what if my employer brings this up at a, at a review? What if they don't feel that I'm carrying my weight? Friends, let your results speak for themselves. Let the product of your labor speak for itself. You do not have to stress yourself out to do good work. In fact, again, I'll go back to the scientific literature here. The scientific literature shows that being exhausted <laughs> and being in a negative mood state, you are doing such subpar work that <clears throat> it's taking you, uh, there's one study I looked at, I think it said about three times longer to do the same thing that if you were in a positive state of mind, yeah, you, you could do. You know, you could do in, in, a, in a third of the time. So. There's just no merit to this. And I know that not every employer is going to get it. I know that not every human out there is going to get what I'm telling you. It's your choice whether or not you want to accept this. But the consequences are so dire. The stakes are so high. My friend, I want you to live a fulfilled next level life. Most people aren't doing that. So think about it like this. If you look different than all of your stressed out colleagues at work, Maybe it's because you're doing something right rather than doing something wrong. Because can't we all admit that burnout is real? Can't we all admit that in whatever industry, attrition is way too high as people become so exhausted and used up and dried up? So if we see that that's a problem, why would we think that it makes sense to keep doing the things that lead people down that path, right? It looks funny when you're a fish swimming upstream. It does. It looks really funny. It looks funny when you're the lone bird 
<laughs> that's flying its own way outside of the formation. It does look a little goofy. You will draw some attention. But you know what? You can use that attention to share with people the joy of what you found. The freedom in being yourself and not having to be stressed out. Not having to kill yourself or worse yet, harm someone else just to prove that you have a strong work ethic and you really care. I'll leave you with one final thought. There was a gentleman who um, I, uh, I encountered many years ago. He was constantly running around. I mean, he was just running all over the place. It seemed like every day, there wasn't just one crisis, there were like two or three. Every, I mean, just every day he was running around fighting fires. And somebody mentioned this to me and they said, well, he's really busy. He's off fighting fires. And I thought about that for a moment and I said, yeah, I suppose that's true. But does it really count if he started a lot of those fires? <laughs> because here's what he would do. He would run around like a chicken with its head cut off and he would do things so quickly and, and in such a rash manner that he would often create another problem in solving one problem. He would often, you know, one, one solution would lead to another problem. And because he wasn't getting the rest that he needed, because he wasn't at peace, he often would say things to people that literally, he said things to me that within five minutes, he came back with a totally different demeanor and said, you know, I'm really sorry that I, I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I apologize. And I accepted his apology every time. But I told my wife, I said, you know, I accepted his apology and I genuinely uh, have forgiven him for the things that he said to me in, in anger and, and again, because he was you know, running around quote unquote fighting fires. But I said, wouldn't it be better if instead of just doing this thing where he loses his cool and then five minutes later he apologizes, if he actually corrected the problem by just not losing his cool in the first place, by remaining calm, right? By learning how to deal with the stresses of life. Now, that is way easier said than done. I am not sitting here in judgment against anybody from my past, in my present, uh, you know, no one at all. Am I, I'm not sitting in judgment against them. Friends, we're all on a journey. We all have things to learn in life. Oh my gosh, I've learned so much over these last 10 years in particular. And so I'm just passing some of this stuff on to you. But, but you know, friends, if you're running around fighting fires all day, just ask yourself, are you creating some of those fires or possibly making them worse or compounding the issue by not having a clear head a restful spirit and, and body and mind, uh, is your stress and your exhaustion actually leading to the creation of more problems, which is then causing you to have to or feel like you have to run around um, being exhausted all the time. That is a vicious cycle, my friends, and I, I don't wish that on anyone. Well, as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. Thank you so much for listening. I hope if you haven't already, you'll subscribe right here to the Dude Fuel podcast. I'm Cody Ray Miller, and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening.